It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Sam Talk. The Beach Soccer Podcast, supported by La Liga. With thanks to Beach Soccer Worldwide's partners, Puma, Iconic, Real Fever, United Nations Alliance for Civilizations, and Genius. Thank you all for believing in the sport. Spring has sprung and we are set for a big season ahead for 2022. And in today's show, we'll have our regular insights as we look forward to that new season. England international Aaron Clark will be along to tell us how teams prepare pre-match and pre-tournament. Amarel will be here to reminisce about his time playing with and against Majer. Plus, we'll have all the news. And the man with his finger on the pulse with all the news is Matt Mills. How are you, Matt? Hello, Mark. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just uh, getting ready for the season, really. Can't wait. Now, spring has sprung here in London, which means there's uh, the sun has peaked from behind a cloud for 20 minutes in the last three days. What is spring is sprung in Barcelona like? Spring has definitely not sprung here, unfortunately. It's just been grey clouds for weeks and weeks. So thinking about moving back, Mark. I have have you got a spare no, room? I know I haven't. I know I have no sympathy whatsoever because guaranteed within a week or so it'll be bright sunshine and the outlook will be more of the same until about November this year so you can be quiet on that one right then let's get started on the news the build up towards El Salvador a big big tournament in Central America yeah very excited about that 14th to the 16th of April put that in your diaries if you haven't already and the good news Mark is you may have seen Agustin Ruiz is going to return after well you probably remember he missed the the World Cup through his injury had some surgery recently and he's back training with the team and ready for the competition. I mean, that must have been a huge disappointment, especially for a country like El Salvador. First World Cup and he misses out. I'm sure to be chomping at the bit to get really firing in this tournament and pushing towards the next World Cup. And you just know the full-packed stadium of Salvadorians are going to be behind their every kick. So you would you would have to favour the home side there. Yeah, definitely. If you can look online, find some footage of El Salvador playing beach soccer in a home tournament. It's just a wall of noise. Packed stadiums all the way. And I'm sure after the break for COVID, it will be exactly the same come 14th to the 16th of April. And on the shores of Sesimbra, which is just south of Lisbon, looked a bit chilly because I saw a few players wearing gloves. Portugal played Estonia in a couple of friendlies. Now, with it being a bit chilly, Matt, did this play into the hands of the Estonians who will be used to that? 
Um, uh, well, you would think so, wouldn't you? But the the first of the two friendly matches, the scoreline didn't reflect that, as Estonia were beaten 10-0. They got better in the second match. They only lost 6-2, which I think is very respectable against the European champions and sets them in good stead for their first ever, remember Mark, season in Division A amongst the European elite. They've always knocked about, haven't they? They've been top or around the top for Division B for a few years and now they've they've made that jump and I'm sure massive learning curve playing the likes of Portugal. I, I do fancy the team having seen them play a few times to, you know, I think they will be, they'll give the likes of Germany a game, maybe some of the lower A Division teams, they'll definitely give them a game but, you know, there's a long way to go before they're challenging the likes of Portugal. Well, who thought they would have beaten Turkey in the promotion final? But I think they'll hold their own. Yeah, I definitely do as well. I think it's been a, a good build from Estonia because they had a Great support from the FA there when I first spoke to the coach way back when. Rando Rand, great name, so good they named him twice. Uh, he talked about <laughs> the support he'd had off the Estonian FA and also as well he had, a, he had a decent support staff that came with them. So you always get that feeling when you see teams that have a good support staff from their FA, they're going to have success and good luck to Estonia this season. As we mentioned, essential experience for a newly promoted Division A side and also as well a debut for Portuguese youngster Duarte Algarvio. So the production line of talent for Portugal continues to roll. And in that 10-0 victory, by the way, Leo Martins got a hat-trick and his twin brother Bay, just the two. I reckon a little bit of sibling rivalry be there. I think this season will be a big one for those two as they, they sort of compete neck and neck. But more on that in a bit when we do our predictions. Oh, yes. And Marseille's women's team made the hop across the water to Casablanca to play in Morocco. They were one of two European teams. New Team Brussels went as well, who are Euro winners' favourite, and they went to play the local sides in Casablanca, Raja BS and Sporting Casablanca. Marseille finished top. New Team Brussels finished second after only losing to Marseille. And then Raja BS and Sporting Casablanca finished third and fourth. Great tournament there. And we mentioned it was cold in Portugal. Well, what they may need in Portugal at this time of year only, by the way, is an indoor facility, which is what they've got now in Belgium. They're, um, they're making moves in Belgium. They love their beach soccer over there and they don't want to stop playing it in winter. So they've got those brand new indoor facilities, which are being put to good use. I don't know if you saw this, but they're hosted a lovely day of activities for deaf and hard of hearing kids. Javi Torres from Spain was there and there were many other big names from across the world of Belgian beach soccer especially. Did, did you see how the coaches communicated with the kids? I didn't see this. Go on. So the kids had special watches on their wrists and the coaches were able to communicate with them through the watches. Well, it's kind of, I would imagine, something like a, maybe a vibration instead of a whistle. I can, I can see where that would work. And interested to see technology being combined in beach soccer. And talking of kids, Italy... They have now instituted a brand new programme. Yeah, the Italian Federation are heavily investing in youth beach soccer now, which is absolutely fantastic news because, I don't know, there's, arguably there hasn't been that many new Italian players coming through. You've got Joseph Junior, who's kind of Brazilian, but also they've got the women's team making their debut this season as well. That was That's kind of old news by now, but as the season approaches, it gets more and more exciting. I get a feeling as well, the Italian man's team, the attention to detail there is unbelievable. And I'm sure they'll uh, give the same attention to the women's team. Can I give you an insight into the attention to detail that they have for the Italian men's team? It was Nick Pereira who told me this, the US national team player, because 
he spoke to the Italian coaches and he couldn't quite believe them until it, they proved it to him. When they have a free kick against them, the goalkeeping coach will shout to the goalkeeper exactly how the free kick taker will take the free kick. So what foot they'll use, whether they normally go for power, whether they normally bend the ball, whether they look to bounce it into the sand before it gets to the goalkeeper. And apparently he has an encyclopedic knowledge. So Nick Pereira tested him on several of his US teammates and he got every single one right. That is attention to detail. It certainly is. It kind of reminds me of you prepping for this podcast, Matt. The level of attention to detail is just, it's its different class. But anyway, we don't want to go too much into that because I don't want to give you a big head. But good luck to Italy's women's team. I am sure they will do really well this season and going forward in the future. There has also been more friendlies in preparation for the new season. In the Middle East, Bahrain and Saudi met four times, with Bahrain winning three times and one of the matches being a draw. And in Europe, it was close neighbours, France playing Spain, Spanish team winning 5-1 and 6-5 respectively. And we should also give mention to the Beach Soccer Worldwide Ambassadors list, which has been revealed for 2022. Diverse bunch of players on there, including Gori of Italy, Lorenzo, who we've interviewed on this show recently retired, Bruno Xavier, Hassani of Iran, Fatima of El Salvador, Molly Clark, Nick Pereira, and the man you've heard in this show today, Aaron Clark. 26 athletes make up the Beach Soccer Worldwide Ambassador Programme for the upcoming season. And this season, we'll see the Ambassadors work to reach, influence, and inspire new generations. Plus, of course, boost the presence of the sport in their home countries. We've got an insight now from Aaron Clark, England international, former Barcelona Beach Soccer player, amongst a plethora of teams. He tells us the detail that players go into before they play individual games and the detail teams go into before they play in tournaments. If we're going into a tournament where maybe there's a, a four or, or six teams in it and we're playing against some really strong teams, we'll then prepare different ways of how we can play and we feel that's going to be effective against them in an attacking uh, positions and also in the defensive positions. But I think if you're a team like a, a Group A team or one of the best in the world, and you've got longer, it allows you to really focus on your philosophy and really stamp your identity, your beach soccer identity of how you want to play, how you want to go into that tournament. Really focus on the, the fine details. So the fine details of your, your throw-ins, your corners, attacking and defending, because they're the big differences. In There's so many sort of throw-ins, there's so many corners in a game, and they could be the difference. You know, you may win a game 6-4, but then two goals you scored were from a corner or them two goals you scored were maybe from a throw-in. So the fine details in training, the more time you spend together, you can really nail down them, them fine details and make a big difference. I think one thing that Nick Pereira pointed out to me when he uh, was coached in Italy, when he played in Italy, was that the goalkeeper coach of Italy, and this is attention to detail that we're talking about, the goalkeeper coach of Italy could name every virtually every single top division player what type of free kick they took, with which foot, and he'd inform the goalkeeper when there was a set piece against them. He'd shout to them and say he's going to hit it left side, he's going to put curl on it this way and that way. Is the backroom staff so important like that? And is that a big advantage, obviously, for teams like Portugal and Italy and the, the more well-budgeted teams? Any sport you go and play where you're playing international, the fine details make the difference. And then small percentages... They're the difference between you winning a game and not. And the more insight you have, the more homework, the more research, 
And that comes from the backroom staff. And that also comes from players as well. I'm someone who, when I know I'm playing against someone, I will really zone in on whether it's if I'm going up against a defender, I'll zone in on how many times that defender's been beat and what foot they've been beat on. With my with myself, I focus on body tension as well of the defenders. So I'll look at the body position of the defender and focus if they put more weight on one foot because they're favouring that side, if that makes sense. So if you come up against a defender who's trying to face you up and he's standing side on and he puts more weight on his right foot because he's left foot and he wants you to show heat to his left foot, I then know that if I take the ball to his right side, he doesn't want me to do that. He's quite weak on that side because he favours favouring his left foot. So I'll look at the experience of that defender and where he has success and where he doesn't have success. And I'll try and exploit that. Talk us through your preparations on a day of a game. Let's say you've got a game kicking off around about one o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not superstitious. I've played with players who are very superstitious and have set routines. Because of, I guess, my role that I'm doing now at England, where I'm doing a little bit of the coaching as well as sort of being a, a player, I am a little bit more busy than I probably would like to be. I do like to have some time to myself. So if we're playing, uh, let's say one o'clock, we'll wake up, we'll have we'll have a pre-match, we'll have breakfast. We'll then go for a walk as a team um, just to sort of shake off our, our legs. We'll probably have a, pre, um, a pre-match meeting, speak about, you know, the tactic, the team, how we want to play. Um, and then after that, we'll probably, because of the games at one o'clock, we, that we probably won't have a pre-match meal. Uh, because of how early it is, we might have some snacks, which is some fruit. But then I'll go back to my room and the players will have sort of two or three hours to themselves, depending on how far we are from the stadium. Some players are very different. Some players like to socialise with other players. They like to to talk about the game or some of the players actually don't like to speak about the game and, and have their minds drift off. Some speak to family. Everyone's very different. There's so many different factors. Um, some of the players actually like to to get a pump on as well. Um, and by that, I mean, in the gym, they like to do some press ups, do some weights before because they feel that actually getting a pump on gets them ready for the game and, and focused and, and a bit sharper for the game. So it really depends on the individual. However, this can be affected by the manager and the situation for the game as well. As we mentioned in this podcast, it's all about the details and you've got the details there of what goes in to prep in for games and tournaments in beach soccer. Our series of special interviews continues. Uh, Matt caught up with Amaril in both English and Spanish, and we'll give you a flavour of that interview now. Yep, he told us all about his time playing with and against a good friend of his, Portuguese legend, Maja. Maja is a friend, a real friend. We have been playing together and against for many, many years. We respect each other, we admire each other, and we, I think the, the real truth is that we buy. The, the the current situation of the sport. Then I I admire and respect him a lot. Amaril speaking there to Matt Mills, and you can catch the full interview on our feed in both English and Spanish. And he gives us insight into his arrival in Dubai. Remember, he's the new head coach of UAE, and his very close friendship with none other than Kike Setien. So just search on our feed for that, and you can find the full length interview in English and Spanish with Amaril. And Mark, I don't know if you've got a jingle ready. Probably not, as this is a surprise for you. But I've got a name the player quiz for you. How do you fancy that? Hold on, I've got a jingle. Let me just press the button. Hold on. Name the player. 
basically, I'm just going to chuck some clues at Mark and see how many clues it takes him to get the name of this player that I have in mind. Okay, first one. Won't really help you, I have to say. His native language is Portuguese. That's Andy, seeing as it's always Brazilians and Portuguese that star in beach soccer. Um, uh, Andrade. No. Uh -uh. Okay, so it's of not course. the Portuguese goalkeeper. Next one, go on. He has won the Best Player Award at the Beach Soccer Stars. Okay, that's not narrowing it down because a lot of Portuguese-speaking players have won the Best Player <laughs> at the Beach Soccer <laughs> Star Awards. Jordan. Uh -uh. No? He has won three Euro Winners' Cups. Magic. Oh, close, but no. How can I think it, you'll it, get it, it after it, this Close. It's not his son, so it can't be that close. Go on. He has won four Euro Winners' Cup MVP awards. Right, so Portuguese speaking, but not Portuguese. Is it Mauricinho Brazil? It is Mauricinho. Well done, yes. Thank you. Only took me four goes on that. Well, that's good because I didn't have any more clues. As spring has sprung and we are set now for the season in beach soccer to get underway very, very soon, uh, let's go for our predictions for this year's big tournaments and big players. We'll start off with the Euro Winners' Cup, the club competition. Who is your team to win that in the men's competition, Matt? You go first. OK, well, this may be a bit of a curveball, but I'm going to go with Levante from Spain. Mm, that is a curveball. That means I'm straight in. Bang, I'm having Braga. And a women's competition. Okay. You can go first on this one. I think they were unlucky last year and they've just won this competition in Morocco. So they'll be well-practiced, well-oiled, you know, and they often sign very good players. They signed a few, quite a few Brazilians last year. I'm going to go for Marseille from France. I'm going to go for Madrid. High-ranked team. I think they'll do pretty well. Okay, solid guess. It's prediction, Matt. It's not a guess. It's educated. It's a prediction. Okay, Euro <laughs> Beach Soccer League. Do you want to go first or shall I? Uh, I'll go first. I'll Portugal. Go first. Okay, you, you go first. Portugal, Portugal fine. I'm in Portugal. Italy. Is a good shout. Very good shout. Okay, women's competition. I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, they threw it away last year and I'm going to go England. I think they're going to make up for last year. Okay, I'll go Spain on this one. Okay, best players in the men's competition. Okay, I'm going to go Leo Martins. <laughs> Are you? Well, uh, in that case... Well, not in that case. I already had my mind made up. I'm going to go for Bear Martins. That's okay. nice, isn't it? It is. And one scored a hat-trick. As Portugal played that friendly against Estonia, one scored two. So, you know, they're neck and neck. Not a lot to choose between them. I do sometimes think maybe people get them mixed up and, you know, think one player is playing in one way and one player the other. But anyway, I'm going Leo Martins. Okay, for the female, I'm going to go for a bit of a curveball, final one, okay? Not many players do this and win things twice in a row, but I'm going to go Molly Clark again. Okay, that's a, that's a solid guess. I think it's going to be Adriele. Okay, so a bit like Brazil. the Oscars, you get nominated a few times, and then bang, you win a load. She's going to be a Meryl Streep this year. Yeah, she's going to be a Leo DiCaprio. Got you. That's our predictions. Just give us one thing, Matt, that you're really looking forward to for this season. I'm looking forward to the second edition of the Women's Intercontinental. I think that will be a good opportunity for Brazil's women to really show off and for Adriele to prove me right and win the best player of the year. And personally, I'm looking forward to back to full fitness, a full season from Jordan Santos of Portugal. Yep, that's fair enough. When he's at his best, there really is few better. So we're all looking forward to that, I think. 
So that's it for another episode of Santorla Beach Soccer Podcast. Don't forget those feature-length podcasts, different interviews we've got on the feed, including Amaril with Matt in English and Spanish, Lorenz, World Players of the Year, Molly Clark and Ozu. Just scroll down your feed and you can find them there. Yep, and remember to follow us if you're not already on social media. That's at Beach Soccer Worldwide in most places, except on Twitter where it's Beach Soccer underscore WW. And yeah, do remember to check out those other interviews and practice your Spanish. Why not? I particularly enjoyed your Spanish interview, Matt, because at one point you flipped from a wonderful, rich Spanish accent back to Northern English. So you say, I, I don't know exactly what you're saying. You're like, por favor. Okay, in a wonderful Spanish accent, and then you just fit to the Beach Soccer Podcast. Ah, <laughs> Santoc. Ah. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know whether to go like the Beach Soccer Podcast or whether to, you know, stick to each. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Good point. I like the way you flip between the two, Matt. I committed. Yeah, sunny Spain to grim Northerner in one fell swoop. So check those podcasts out, and you can hear that flip in language and enunciation. And that's it from us. We'll catch you next time. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.